0: It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superdork. And I don't mean that to be insulting. That's really the name he goes by. Never heard of Superdork? Well, stick around. I'll tell you all about it. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. I'm Professor Theo. Welcome to the lab. I'm broadcasting from my lab on the campus of Splendid University. In the beautiful, delightful, wondrous, adventurous, supernatural town of Splendid West Virginia. A town, really the whole region, rich in superheroes, young and old. Mostly young. I've told you about loads of them. Dozens of them over the years. But every once in a while, one comes to mind that I haven't mentioned. I don't think Super Dork has come up once in the 150-plus episodes of the Mystery Lab. And well, his tale can wait no longer. Sit back, young ones, relax, and enjoy Super Dork. Late night, when criminals strike, he'll be there, have no fear. Or in the day, bank robbers on the way, he'll be at bay. The problem is, Super Dork is not really a superhero. He's not even a very good super helper. He's just a regular guy, obsessed with fighting crime, and, well, he's kind of just in the way much of the time. Imagine a regular guy who thinks he knows more about superheroes than the ones who do superhero work. That might give you an idea of what police are dealing with. Superdork's not-so-secret identity is Mason Newfeld. He grew up in a small town, got decent grades in school, and works a good job repairing electronics. He loves superheroes. In fact, most of his free time and money is spent at the local comic shop. He is so into comics that Mason decided to take up superhero work. He made his own outfit, red and orange, with a cricket-cut decorated SD emblem on the front. He goes under the superhero name he gave himself, Yes, indeed, super dork. Everybody knows it's Mason, though. He has a very distinctive walk and voice. He doesn't even try to alter either one. He's a good guy. Mason and I have been friends since elementary school. So when the police needed to talk to somebody about him, they came to me. We were close to busting Maynard the mob, boss, the policeman explained. Then came Mason, screaming, It's a stork from New York. It's super dork. It's not even a good rhyme. It doesn't make sense. I mean, if he had a stork gimmick or something. But he doesn't. It's just rhyming words. The officer continued, Mason came yelling and Maynard got away. He blew it. Was he humming his own theme music? I asked. Yes the officer added. Why does he do that? He keeps doing this. He's making our job harder. If he doesn't cut it out. I don't know what they want me to do about it. I like Mason. We're friends. He's not going to listen to me, though, if I tell him to give up superhero work. Still, I'm afraid he's going to get arrested. And I don't think Super Dork would fare well in prison so I talked to him. He promised to cut back. He didn't. I had to bail him out of jail. I talked to him again. He promised to stop. He didn't. Then it happened. Barnum had been missing for days. Some goobers dognapped him, figuring they might be able to make money off a talking detective dog. Now, long-time listeners of this show know what I'm referencing here, but if you're new, hearing me talk about a small gray terrier that solves very real animal-related crime, missing bones or toys, back-alley thievery, and the like, well, probably sounds a bit wacky, but I guarantee there are far stranger things in these parts. You can imagine how upset I was when Barnum went missing. That's my dog. Fourteen years now. My wife and son were worried sick, too. Mason knew this, and even though we weren't on the best of terms at the time, what with me trying to talk him out of the superhero profession and him constantly getting arrested, he donned his super-dork super-suit and promised to bring the dog-napping villains to justice. And he did. Super-dork actually saved the day. I'm not sure how intentional it was to hear him tell it. He chased down the crooks, fought them valiantly, and rescued our little Barney from their clutches. The bad guys tell a much different tale. According to the police report, they were driving down the road when some dork dressed as a superhero ran out in the street without looking both ways, right in front of their car. When they swerved to keep from hitting him, their car barreled into the comic shop, which is right across the street from police headquarters. Officers swarmed, arrested the criminal crew, and returned Barnum safely home to us, his family. Fortunately, Superdork, Mason, was fine. The comic shop suffered minimal damage, too, and the dog-napping baddies were sent to jail. Mason promised to give up superhero antics for good, and it's not something we talk about much anymore. Still, there are occasional reports of a graying, middle-aged man with a bit of a wobbly tummy in a body-hugging red and orange suit with a distinct walk-and-talk butting his nose into law enforcement business. So maybe Mason is not completely out of the game. Wouldn't surprise me. Anyway, you've been warned. He swears his superhero duds are put away, and that any superdork spottings may point to a copycat. I'd like to meet the person who would copycat superdork. And I'm not sure what to believe anymore, listeners. What do you think? Only time will tell. And that is all the time we have for this week. I hope you enjoyed the superhero tales of super of Mason. It's Mason this is his name. Mason Newfeld. We'll be back soon with more wondrous sci fi tales of the weird and imaginative and more of the wonderful, talented, super cool, and strange characters that make up our little town of splendid West Virginia. In the meantime, have a wild, Wonderful week. Be good to each other. Thanks for listening. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab is written and read by Jonathan Joy. And Levi Joy. I'm Rissy Joy, the proud wife and mother of these two. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell a friend. If you don't, Professor Theo might blast you into outer space. If he could do that type of thing, I mean. Also, please consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week.